Welcome to the podcast that is all about self-employment. We'll be sharing expertise on getting started, getting noticed, and getting it right, as well as dealing with getting it wrong. Your host, Julia Kermode, will help you get ahead so you get the success you deserve. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm delighted to have with me um, Johnny Munro, who is Public Policy Manager at Bolt. And today we're talking about a new tax check that will take place when um, drivers renew their licenses to drive taxis and self and private hire vehicles. And just a little bit about Bolt. They're a one of the fastest going transport platforms in Europe at the moment, and their app enables people to hail rides, rent cars and electric scooters and e-bikes as well as order food delivery from their smartphones and Johnny is in charge of their their public policy and kind of their their external affairs and regulatory affairs is that is that is that correct Johnny have, have, I, have I done that justice Take, correct me if I've got any of that wrong <laughs> yeah you might have done me a bit too you might have been a bit too generous with my role there but yeah uh, <laughs> yeah broadly basically covering uh, public policy for Bolt in the UK. Um, occasionally we, we do some bits in Ireland as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I do a bit of uh, global work as well, depending um, uh, on what it is. And I mean, my, yeah, but, but you're right. Yeah, my role covers uh, ride hailing or private hire, as we're probably going to call it in this podcast, and then scooters, yep. bikes, food delivery everything from car sharing as well. Brilliant. Okay, fantastic. And I don't know whether Bolt likes to be described as being part of the gig economy, but that's kind of my perception of it. So if, if I've got that wrong, correct me now at the outset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. I, I tend to go with platform economy just because I think okay. sometimes it, 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 covers, um, it covers more industries. So gigs to me yeah. tends to be, I don't know, that could be food delivery, whereas I think platform, obviously the drivers that we have, you know, you know, they've gone through uh, various tests. They've got different licenses here and there. So I think platform mm-hmm. tends to cover it um, a bit better okay. than, than gig, maybe. And, and that's definitely what I've been saying to government as well. OK, well, I will stick with that. And of course, yeah, it, it does cover more things. And as I've just listed off, you you are more than just kind of a a, a ride hailing app. You also rent cars, electric scooters and, and other things. So and we'll put links in um, with the podcast notes to Bolt and, and all that, all the general information about about all the good stuff you do. So... We want to talk today about this um, policy change that that I mentioned at the start. And um, I think it was probably about a month or six or maybe even eight weeks ago that HMRC just announced, and to me it was seemed out of the blue, but they announced that a tax check, it will take place when um, people renew their licenses to drive taxis um, and also to drive and operate private hire vehicles. And so... This is of interest to to my organisation. I work because uh, we have a number of self-employed drivers who run their own taxi um, firms, but also some that are involved in platforms like like yourselves. So what was your reaction at Bolt when you heard about this um, policy change? Was it something you already knew was was on the radar or or was it kind of completely new? Yeah, I I think to be honest, it's been, I mean, I've off podcast, we talk about how long I've been at Bolt, but um, just over 12 months but it's yeah. actually something that the government and HMRC first consulted on in 2016 so it has okay. been it has been a while in the works um, so I think it was 2016 they did an initial consultation which was one of two uh, they did a second consultation in 2017 
yeah. they announced that it was going to be legislated for in 2020. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And then obviously uh, we all know what happened uh, and then they decided to push it to 2021. So I think, but unless you're, you know, a real gov.uk sort of aficionado, you're probably not going to have seen it. Um, the first time you yeah. probably would have seen it would have been in the budget this year. Okay, so so it was it was something that you'd been monitoring and, and you, you weren't surprised um, as in terms of the uh in terms of it kind of impacting on on you and your your um private hire drivers um so in terms of what what is the likely impact for platforms such as yourselves or or thinking more more widely about other platforms yeah i mean i, th- I think there's you know this all stems from what i think hmrc calls it the hidden economy so the government is yeah you know, they've been they've been concerned about losing revenue from 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 different industries for a while mm. um i think if you look at the policy notes that they've published it, it tends to be things like scrap metal where yes. perhaps you know the employment status is a bit more um casual mm-hmm. uh, you know you know people come and go people come and go and they do some some casual work i think uh, but the growth of, of platform, the platform economy, let's say, I think means that, you know, there are more people who are working in this way now. Um, and traditionally, I think a lot of those industries have, have been cash in hand. Right. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I think HMRC potentially concerned about, you know, the growth of these sorts of industries and the fact that it's still cash in hand. Yes. Uh, you know, and therefore there could be there could be revenue that they're losing there. I actually think, though, that, you know, industries like private hire or ride hailing mm-hmm. um you know, as it's probably probably more commonly known, um, they're actually moving more towards digitization. So, I think the hidden, this hidden economy is actually becoming less hidden. Yeah. Um, but I, I still think that people need help um, understanding their, you know, their tax obligations, and that's essentially what this is all about: is making sure that people are actually paying, you know, the tax that um, they're required to pay. Okay. So it sounds it sounds like it's more designed for the hidden economy or the cash economy um, rather than platforms such as yourselves. A lot of the time, people in these sorts of roles uh, are actually unaware of what their obligations are. So I think HMRC is coming from this as a point of saying, well, um, we know that you're self-employed. There are still tax obligations on you. Um, you know, we want to make sure mm. that you're, um, you know, at the end of the year when you do a self-assessment, that you are actually paying the right level of tax. Um, you know, and, and and that's obviously for self-employed, that's tax on profits, and and you're still paying the national insurance. Yeah. Uh, but I think there is a little bit of confusion um, for for people about you know exactly what their obligation is. So, um, I think this, uh, you know, bolt bolt. I think this, we, we you know, we think this is a good policy change um, because it helps people understand their their tax okay. obligations, which. Um, you know, people have told us that they're not sure about. And then also, you know, the, the, the dual benefit yeah. is obviously to the Treasury by making sure that, you know, they're actually collecting the revenue that, that they're owed. You know, obviously all taxi and private hire drivers are, you know, are licensed. Um, what this conditionality means is that you wouldn't be able to um, renew your license unless you've completed this tax, tax check and, and HMRC has come back and said, yes, you've done your tax check, here it is. Um, you know, and so I think that, you know, you know mm. broadly support with the policy change as long as the guidance is clear for drivers yeah. so that they know exactly what their responsibility is 
and also that the fact that they need to do this check because you know we we did a survey of drivers recently and and 60% of them said that you know they rely on private hire work for three quarters of their income wow yeah uh, you know so that's a that's a huge proportion to lose if if for example they make an administrative error yeah you know for whatever reason there's a delay to the check and they lose a license you know you know they're paying potentially car financing bills you know house bills they've got families to support yeah you know quite often these people are, are the main the main earners in the household so it's really, really important that we just make sure that there's no delay to getting a license just because someone hasn't read the guidance or they don't understand what guidance is. Yes. and um, So I think that's that's critical. And I suppose some of this um, you may feel as as a platform that, that you've got kind of a responsibility to ensure that, um, that your self-employed um, drivers are aware of it. I mean, I suppose, strictly speaking, because self-employment is solely down to that individual themselves and they're, they're kind of working for themselves as and when they want I suppose strictly speaking you don't actually have that duty but I think if I was a platform I would be communicating with with my drivers just to make sure is, is that the sort of thing you're looking at doing or it's massively in the interest of platforms like ours and you know mm. our, our, our cousins at, at other firms to do it because um you know our, our business is, is is reliant on on these drivers so that we can move, move passengers around so anything that kind of impacts what we would call you know supply of drivers uh, you know, means that Bolt is going to be harmed and passengers will have to wait longer for trips. So that's kind yeah. of the knock-on. So that the, the incentive really is there to make sure that any driver that's registered on Bolt, you know, is fully aware of these changes and 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 we can help them. Yeah. And because otherwise, I think we'd be failing in our in our duty to to drivers if if we didn't do that. If we just said you need to get your license and then expecting them to go and follow the guidance. You know, I think the thing <laughs> yeah. about these drivers is that you know they're always on the road. Um, you know, they tend to respond best if there's messages in app because the app is always on yeah, in their car. They'll see them. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. So there are conversations that we've we've had internally about how how we should communicate this to, to drivers. Um and I, I think the other point that I would just make as well is that this is obviously applicable to drivers who already license, but you know, there may well be people, I'm sure, listening to this podcast who are thinking about maybe transitioning into being a self-employed private yes. hire driver um yeah. and you know i think it's also important that we communicate to um drivers that we're trying to recruit because yeah. um you know I, so in for example communications marketing communications on instagram or wherever it is to try and attract mm -hmm. new drivers that we say you know you must have this chat because I think, as I say, you know, any delay to, to getting people um, earning and doing trips is is a delay in earnings. Yeah, yeah. I think interestingly, one of the points that they 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 do make in the um, in the impact assessment is about uh, who this is going to impact, and yeah. you know, it's predominantly men because um, you know, in, okay. the, in the in the taxi and private hire industry, it tends to be around ninety eight percent men doing it. Um, right. Yeah. The the, the 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 men who are doing it tend to be slightly older than the average in the workforce um okay. and obviously t taxi and private hire well particularly private hire is is, is um you, you know the percentage of um those from um ethnic minority backgrounds tends to be a lot higher as well um right. so that that's that's sort of some of the thinking that hmrc would have done to to understand you know exactly who this is going to impact um okay you know, and with that comes things like, well, you know, if it's predominantly ethnic minority background, do we need to think about people whose, uh, you know, potentially their English isn't isn't the best? So how, how do we communicate yeah. this effectively to make sure that we're, you know, hitting the right people? 
uh, and you know we're, mm-hmm. we're actually providing the guidance which is understandable to people yes yeah and that's that's important and i guess they will also be quite pleased then to have platforms like yours involved in getting the message out there because it makes it a bit easier for them um rather than kind of them having to target people them, themselves which i'm sure they they will do um the stuff i've read about the change make it sound reasonably straightforward but i think we're still at an early stage to know exactly what what is coming but it sounded to me um fairly um light touch i i don't think it's i didn't get the impression there's going to be lots of form filling or kind of sending documents over to hmrc but I, i'm not sure if i'm quite correct on that so so you you tell me you know anytime you make a a, a sort of administrative administrative sorry change in in this sort of um mm. in this sort of market there's always a cost you know a time cost or, or a financial yeah. cost i think the estimates for small businesses is around seven hundred thousand as a as a total of the market so we're not talking about okay. huge sums here um for for drivers themselves uh there's no um there's no cost associated with doing this check because i think that would be a completely yeah. wrong wrong thing to do uh you know mm. would be charging them to, to 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 do a check um and so the way that it'll work is that when a driver approaches their licensing uh, authority so for example in london that would be tfl yeah. in Man- in manchester it could be uh you know bolton thameside trafford um the licensing mm-hmm. body will have to signpost first-time applicants to hmrc guidance about their tax um tax obligations okay. um they'll then yeah. complete complete the check get confirmation from HMRC that they've had the check and then the licensing authority can um, progress their application. Um, for for people um, for, for people who are renewing a license, it's up to yeah. the licensing authority to to obtain confirmation from HMRC that that, that driver has done a, a recent check. Um, but as you say, the details around you know, how recent the check needs to be, et cetera, those sorts of things haven't really been worked out yet. So mm. we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, I'm, I'm not okay. uh, I'm not sure no no that's fine that that certainly matches my reading of it but um, I I think um, for listeners then I think my message to, to them would be it's not something to kind of panic about because I, it doesn't sound like it's designed to be this kind of terrible big brother unwieldy sort of complicated thing um, so so really um, we we don't know the details yet but but um, but I, I would certainly be saying don't don't panic at the moment is is that kind of about right from your perspective or yeah i think so and i think the other thing is that drivers will be well used to having documents that they need from external uh sources to then provide to a licensing authority so for example you yeah. know a driver is always going to need a, a disclosure and barring you know dbs check from you know from a third from a yeah. third government sort of arms length body to then give to the licensing authority so you know it's a tiny bit more admin but it shouldn't be you know, as far as we know, it shouldn't be something which is going to be massively problematic. Um, and actually, I think HMRC has said, you, you know, where it's their fault that, you know, there's been a delay or something like that. You, you know, there, there are kind of accommodations for, for things where, H, where it's HMRC's fault rather than the applicant's okay. fault. So I actually think that, you know, it, it's a it's a it's a reasonably it's a very sorry, reasonably unfair. It's a, I think it's a very well put together mm-hmm. uh, plan. There seems to be. Um, you know, an acknowledgement that they need to provide good, clear guidance to people. Uh, yeah. Again, you know, they're giving people 12 month lead into this. So it's not, you know, it's not something that people are going to have to um, suddenly do out of the blue. 
but then I, yeah. I think you know it would be a real wasted opportunity if platforms um you know didn't take this this um this year to to inform people um yeah, yeah. You no know, but I, th I actually think that platforms are well used to doing it i mean you know in the case of london last year transport for london um you know changed the rules about when mot's were required and those sorts of things you know because of them oh, acknowledging okay. that you know acknowledging that for example mot testing centers were um you know closed due to the pandemic so and you oh, know op operators yeah. could pass that information on so you know i think platforms are well set up for, for letting people know uh, and, and also yeah. as, as i said you know platforms are generally laser focused on making sure that um that they keep as many drivers on the platform as possible yes that's such a good point because i guess it kind of affects your whole competitiveness as, as a business doesn't it and i'm really reassured by by kind of the positives that, that you're that you're talking about because whenever i see changes like this my first reaction is always deep suspicion um which is probably an outdated approach so i'm i'm, I'm actually really pleased that that um that that's not the case are there kind of is there anything that that our listeners should be looking looking out for in particular or any kind of closing thoughts from you in, in relation to this? I mean, it, it does all sound very straightforward. So perhaps there's, there's not much um, not much for our listeners to be doing other than being aware of it. But but um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, HMRC and, you know, most government departments are, are quite good at communicating the sorts of changes. And I, and I also think that the, you know mm. the, the guidance that we've seen so far isn't definite obviously as we know they've still got a year to to, to roll it out yeah. so i think hmrc has promised that you know they're going to continue interacting with trade sector groups um so um you, you yeah. know any, anyone who for example uh like much like this podcast who can who can keep um, people up to date yeah. um you know cbi federation of small businesses you know these sorts of organizations will always be yeah. in the tent and so we'll always be communicating these things to the members i think the, the you know and so generally big picture in terms of informing the people about this new check is not something i'm necessarily worried about but what i i do mm -hmm. you know want to stress the government is that we need to make sure that we're uh, reaching the communities with the right information at the right time in a in, in a way that's most useful to them um because as yes. I say, you know, people's, you know, some people's English in, in this industry might not be, it might not be their first language. Um, yeah. pe people aren't necessarily going to go onto the government.uk website. Um, they're going to be on their phones. They're going to be um, potentially scrolling through social media channels. So I think, you know, um, kind of a, a concerted period of advertising, maybe before the chat comes in at, at places where we know drivers are going to be. Um, and also communicating it through the licensing body. So I think that people like TfL have a duty to, to obviously inform drivers. Uh, and I know that TfL is, is, is normally yes. very, very good at communicating with drivers directly through emails that um, you know, all licensed people um, will get. So I, I think that's, that's, that's the, the, the critical thing. And then obviously for, for platforms, you know, I was thinking about how we can best communicate that. But I think just a, a point that I will also make is that this sort of... Um, clarifying uh, you know the tax obligation uh, this sort of a check mm. uh, is all I think it, we're starting to see the government move in a way of, of acknowledging that platform work is is, is here to stay you know, there's a lot of people in this who are you know earning yes. good money from it and, and enjoying working in it but I think there's um, you know that 
the government is moving in in a sense of saying, well, okay, well, that's fine. We know that there are people working it and enjoying it, but let's make things as easy as we can for them. So I know that, that you know, for example, Bayes, the, the business department are thinking about ways that they can clarify people's employment status, you know, so that, you know, we also get confusion yes. about, for example, tax obligations, but also am I a, I'm, I'm, I'm self-employed, but what does that mean? Um, and so, mm. you know, Paul Scully, who's the, the employment minister, you know, said that, Base was very, very committed to helping people clarify their their employment status. So I think this is all part of a concerted effort to to acknowledge that you know platform working is here to stay. But how can we make people understand exactly you know what's going to happen if they decide to 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 enter that work that way of working? Yes, that's such a good point actually because um you know for for years I've been passionate about the whole contingent workforce and and kind of the contribution that that everybody makes to to the UK's economy. So you're quite right that that by uh, working with with kind of people that that choose to work in this way, the government is in a sense ratifying that that actually being working but not in permanent employment is okay, isn't it? That's kind of what 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 you're saying. I think that's that's a really really good point and really reassuring for people because it's been such a worrying. 18 months or so so many things have changed so I guess people might be thinking oh well I might work for a platform oh but is is that really going to still exist in in a year's time well certainly it sounds like for for drivers it it will by virtue of this additional check coming in yeah exactly I mean we're seeing growth on growth in 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 London for example we added about 5,000 new drivers in the last quarter so you know we're still seeing huge growth and huge appetites for, for drivers to um, you know, not not only be in this industry, but but drive with Bolt, and so uh, I think capturing capturing the, yeah. the kinds of um, sentiment from drivers is is really important, and you know, responding to to the sorts of things that you know that they want us to do. So, I mean, one of the things that we just we'll, we will be doing soon is is a is a more regular what we call driver monthly forum. So, um, for, uh, you know, we've we've just started expanding across the UK. So we obviously launched in London, but we're now in Birmingham, Milton Keynes, uh, Newcastle. Uh, you know, and the number of drivers mm. is growing all the time. So we need to really be in those cities every month with drivers, with a you know a hand-picked selection of drivers to talk about the issues. Uh, you know, talk about how we can make things easier on the app and those sorts of things. So um, it's definitely a very exciting time. Um, and as I say, you know, we're very very keen to work with government on these sorts of things. Um, you know, in our experience yeah. in the last 12 months has been that it's been, you know, really, really great working with them, um, particularly on the things like clarifying employment status and, and this, um, this, this tax check, you know, we've been involved from the start. So it's been good. Positive. So it does sound really positive overall, um, which is a really nice note to, to kind of finish on. So huge thank you so much for your time today. I, I think you will have put people's minds at rest. You certainly put my mind at rest. So I really, really appreciate you joining us. So thank you so much. Yeah, no worries. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to All About Self-Employment, hosted by Julia Kermode. For more information on today's discussion, please visit iwork.co.uk, where you can also join our growing community. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if you did, then we would love you to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week.